Lecture topic. Dua, the weapon of the believers. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, وقال ربكم ادعوني استجب لكم ان الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخلين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الدعاء مخ العباده او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most suspected on my Kiram, brothers and elders. So dunya is a place of trial, test, challenges. And this is not something we have to guess about. It's not something that we have to wonder whether this is really a reality or not. Apart from what we ourselves witness all the time, this is something in the Quran Sharif itself. Allah Ta'ala clearly declares, وَلَا نَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقْسٍ مِّنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ That we will certainly test you with various things in Allah Ta'ala mentions, with fear, with loss, loss in lives, loss in crops, and loss in other aspects and all the various things that can come in a person's way. Allah says, Give glad tidings to those who truly adopt sabr. <coughs> so dunya is a place of tests. Dunya is a place of challenges. And this didn't start last week or last month. This has always been a place of challenge from the time insan came on earth. From the time insan has been on earth, then this has been a place of challenge. But Allah Ta'ala is most compassionate, most kind, most merciful. A father who has some little bit of compassion also, and if he is sending his son out into some distant place, or some work, or whatever the need might be, and there might be many challenges, that he may face, so the father takes care to provide him the support, whatever support he might require, so the various things that may be necessary for him to take care of himself, whatever support he's requiring, even some emotional and moral support, all kinds of support the parents will give, whereas they are limited in themselves, despite all their best well-wishing, despite the best kind of compassion and kindness that they may have, but with all that, they themselves are limited. But yet they will try their best to do what they can. The parents are makhluk nevertheless. They are just as weak as that child they are trying to support. They are just as weak as anybody else they are trying to give some kind of help to. Allah Ta'ala is the creator and sustainer of this entire universe. Allah Ta'ala sent insan into this universe. Allah Ta'ala didn't send him without support. But there's a system, that child has been given all the support that is required, but he does not take the support. 
parents have given him all the support that look if you are in a situation then this is what you do this is the number you dial this is how you contact us and we'll get in touch with you and we'll make the arrangements to take care of what you need but when he's in the situation rather than contact the parents he is looking for something else he is trying to find somebody on the streets he is trying to look up somebody on google to try and help him and support him whereas the parents have given him all the backup all the support you dial this number and the arrangements will be made whereas sometimes it can happen <coughs> he'll dial that number there won't be any answer because the lines are down the reception is poor sometime he dial the number but something happened on the other side despite their best intentions they are just as helpless as him all these things can happen that is some insane side but now despite the fact that they have provided that support and backup but he decides to do something else so then he is going to suffer the problem and the consequences and when he gets back to them that i had this problem and this difficulty and faced this hardship and i suffered in this way so the first question will be but you were told what number to dial you were told how to make contacts did you do so so likewise allah taala sent insan there's numerous things allah gave us to support ourselves in this place of challenge because our destination is the akhirat anybody who's on a journey any journey and no matter what kind of comfort he might travel in but there are challenges sometimes in all the best arrangements too he gets stranded sometimes what not happens despite all the best things that he has put into place we also on a journey of dunya but our destination is akhirat we not here as a destination so like that person who is on a journey on the road he's on the flight he doesn't look at how to make this place the most comfortable place on earth he is concerned about his destination how to make it some but more easier for him little bit more comfortable no doubt but that's not the be all and end all he is looking towards his destination when he gets home he'll enjoy the best comfort at home even if that home comfort might not be the five star of that hotel that he's probably in but that is the place that his heart is attached to so likewise we are in this journey of earth our destination is akhirat destination is jannat allah taala take us there with afiyat but in this journey there are challenges allah taala also gave us the manner to make contact allah taala also provided us the support but if we don't take the support we don't dial the right number and this number is never engaged this number the lines are never down there's never an issue with any reception and there's never an issue with any helplessness on the side of allah taala allah taala provided us the support in many many ways and among those many ways one very crucial part of the support is the support of dua that when a person is in some situation some challenge some hardship some difficulty whether it is his personal issue whether it is a matter that's affecting him or affecting his family affecting his livelihood affecting the community and whether it is a problem affecting the ummah at large but allah taala has given us the support of dua 
Allah Ta'ala made it a means of not just support. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, this dua is mukhul ibadah. Our entire purpose on earth is the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Allah Ta'ala says, I have not created insan and jinnat except for one purpose. لِيَعْبُدُونَ So that they may worship me, they may recognize me, they may submit themselves to me, they may give themselves in total obedience to Allah Ta'ala. And now this ibadat that is the purpose of the creation of insan, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, ibadah." That this insan will perform salah, he will fast in the month of Ramadan, he will pay his zakat if it's due upon him, he will pay, fulfill hajj if it's compulsory upon him, he will do all the other things that Allah Ta'ala has ordained upon him, he will stay away from sin, and whatever Allah has forbidden him. All this is his ibadat. And all this is very great ibadat. And together with all this ibadat, Nabi Islam says, Ad-du'a'u mukhul ibadah. That du'a is the essence of ibadat. You get milk, and from the milk they'll take out butter, and from the butter you get the cream. That cream is the essence of the milk. And that's why the value of the cream is ten times more than the milk. So one is ibadat, and the essence of ibadat. And the essence of ibadat is dua. Now how much of this support that Allah Ta'ala has afforded us. And this is not just the support and the essence of ibadat. More than that. And together with that, Nabi Kareem Salaam says, Ad-du'a'u silahul mu'min. Dua is the weapon of the believer. Dua is the weapon of the believer. It's a weapon he needs no permission to use. It's always permitted for him to use. It's a weapon he needs no training to be able to use it. Every person has the natural training. When the child is born, he knows how to ask. When he can't even speak, he asks with his shrilling cry. Allah Ta'ala has made that the most natural instinct in this human being. That when he's born, the child has 101 needs. When he's hungry, he has a need to eat. When he is needing a change, that's a need for him. He has some pain, there's a need for some attention. Allah Ta'ala taught that child, made it instinctive in the child. You ask, and the child can't even speak yet. Only one day old, you ask with your cry. So that child is born into this dunya knowing how to ask. When he can't even speak a word, he knows how to ask. Ask with this cry. So this is the most natural thing in insan. So now this is the weapon Allah has provided. He needs no training to use his weapon. He's born with this natural instinct of how to use his weapon. The weapon of asking from Allah Ta'ala. It's a weapon that he doesn't need any kind of specific time and place. This weapon is available to him all the time. It's available to every adult and every child. Weapons of dunya have certain restrictions. That under this age you can't use this weapon. You won't get any license for it. This is something available for every single human being, every mu'min, every worship of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. All the time this is available to him to use this weapon of dua. So now this is what Allah has provided us. 
Now, in any challenge, any situation, any difficulty, any hardship, the question to ourselves, for me to ask myself, and for us to ask ourselves, how much do we resort to dua? We often are looking for the bank manager. When there's a financial problem, we're looking for the bank manager. For what? For him to dish out the lanat of Allah Ta'ala to us. That he will now be able to give us some overdraft facility, give us some loan on interest, so that the lanat and the curse of Allah Ta'ala will come along with it. We're often looking to solve our problems, we're looking for somebody who will give us the lanat of Allah Ta'ala. Because in the Hadith Sharif, the Biya Kareem Salaam has spelled out, لَعَنَ اللَّهُ آكِلَ الرِّبَى وَمُوكِلَهُ وَشَاهِدَيْهِ وَكَاتِبَيْهِ وَقَالَهُمْ سَوَاءٌ Allah's curse upon the one who consumes interest, the one who gives it, the one who witnesses the transaction, the one who records it. Now this person, what else can he give us besides the lanat of Allah Ta'ala? Now in a problem, because of the weakness of Iman, a person is looking for the lanat of Allah Ta'ala. Person has a difficulty, a hardship, he has some desperate need. So the first thing that he thinks about is who he's got on speed dial. Then he dials at that number on speed dial, but it turns out there's no answer. But he hasn't made dua, he hasn't turned to Allah Ta'ala, who is the controller of the universe, who does everything, who has everything in his control, but we haven't turned to Allah Ta'ala. And if we have turned sometimes, in a very, very routine manner, just like a kind of ticking the box, and be done with it. Whereas this is what is the support of a mu'min, and this is the weapon of a believer. And let alone the mu'min, even the disbelievers understand the weapon of a mu'min. Nabi Karim once Utbah bin Rabi'ah, one of the leaders of the Quraysh, a very, very staunch disbeliever, the forefront of causing so much of harm and difficulty to Nabi Karim One day there's one meeting takes place among the leaders of the Quraysh. Utbah says, I will go and convince him that he started off now this mission of his and he's caused so much of dissension among us and it separated father and son and husband and wife. Some have become mu'min and believers and some are something else. And all the problems that I will go and convince him now, we'll sort this out. So he comes to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the lengthy incident just to get to the crux of it. And he says to him, after all, what you want? Tell us what you want. You want wealth? Why are you calling unto this one deity? And you are making everybody forsake all their gods and idols that they were worshipping all these years and all these ages. What you want after all? You want wealth? We'll make you the wealthiest person on earth. But you stop this dawah. And stop calling people towards this Iman and Islam you're calling them to. You want to get married to the best woman? We'll get you married to the most beautiful of the Arab women. You have some problem, some illness, you're looking for some treatment, you have some... Now he's talking and he's thinking, some jinn or some insanity, we'll provide the best physicians to treat you. But just, you leave this out. The lengthy incident, Nabi Karim Salaam, after he finished saying oh, so many things he wanted to say, Asked him, you over, you done? He says, yes, I'm done. He started reciting the ayat of the Quran Sharif, Surah Fussilat, until Nabi Karim Salaam comes to the ayat, فَإِنْ أَعْرَضُوا فَقُلْ أَنْذَرْتُكُمْ صَائِقَةً مِثْلَ صَائِقَةِ عَادٍ وَثَمُودٍ No time to go into the explanation of the ayat. And then Nabi Salaam raises his hands. 
when he raises his hand, this is a disbeliever, he's a kafir, and one of these staunch kuffar. When Nabi Salaam raises his hand, he steps forward quickly and puts his hand on the Mubarak mouth of Nabi Kareem Salaam. And he says, Unashiduk Allah Rahim. I beg you in the name of Allah. They believed in Allah also. And they believed in all their idols also. They committed shirk. But they also knew Allah alone is the one who does. So he put his hand on the Mubarak mouth of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu And he said, I'm begging you. I'm begging you in the name of Allah and in the name of family relationships. Because they're all related. They're all the Quraysh. Please don't curse me. Please don't make dua against me. Even that staunch disbeliever knew the weapon of dua. And he's trying to stop that dua taking place. We've tried everything else. We've done so many things. How much of time we have spent in dua. In this current crisis that the ummah is facing. And there's so many crises, but this particular issue and the extent that the ummah is being the heart of the Ummah is being torn apart by this situation. What is going on in Palestine? What is happening in Gaza? So we've spent hours, if we t- in this month and a half almost that has gone past, hours upon hours, following the news, following social media, and the same news over and over again. How many minutes have been spent in deep, sincere, dedicated dua? And in order to enhance that dua, we have been taught in the Hadith Sharif so many things. Salatul Haja, performing the Salah of need, two rakats of nafil at least, more than that all the better. And deeply, sincerely then making istighfar, begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, making some tilawat of the Quran Sharif, counting some istighfar on our fingers, using those fingers to turn the pages of the Quran Sharif, those fingers which are so engrossed in pressing buttons on the phone. And that hand which is so engrossed in reading news or whatever Allah knows. It's human nature, something's happening and something so severe is happening to our Muslim brothers and sisters. It's just not, not just human nature, it's the dictates of Iman that we are concerned. We want to know what's going on. But we know what's going on. And we'll get to know what's going on. And it takes sometimes five minutes to know what's going on. But then hours upon hours are spent in just knowing what's going on. But then what we did? Many a times you ask, what can we do? There's many things we can do. But the least of all we can do, and something very effective we can do, is engage in earnest dua. And how much of our time thus far has been spent in dua? Not just a routine dua, ticking some box. In a dedicated manner, deeply from the bottom of our hearts, for a period of time, begging Allah's help, and as mentioned, some amal before it to enhance that dua, to make it more effective, to make it more powerful, salatul haja, istighfar, tilawat of the Quran Sharif, and among the amal that are most effective in this, is ourselves making sincere tawbah to Allah. That we connect ourselves to Allah, that number to dial, that number to dial is to connect ourselves to Allah Ta'ala with Tawbah, with Istighfar, with Taqwa. And together with that then Dua really has its effect. Dua changes the entire situation. Dua can turn things around. 
There are so many incidents in the Hadith Sharif. So many aspects mentioned in the Quran Sharif. The du'as, how it turned things around. Where there was a situation of apparent hopelessness. But du'a turned it around. So now this is the message and the lesson that we are getting from the Quran Sharif, from the Hadith Sharif. Allah Ta'ala has provided us with this support system. And we are to use it in a dedicated manner. We have been given the, those moments of time where dua is even more effective. The dua between the azan and iqama. So now dua between azan and iqama, meaning after the azan is over, a person has some time between then and the iqama is completed his sunnats. So now that's a very important time for dua. Many a times that time is only spent in looking at now how many months left. And now one more minute left. Now time is up. Now if that two, three minutes also were used in dua, that's a very important time of dua. But now obviously it will mean that we are in the masjid for salah as well. Because that is the most fundamental thing, our five daily salah. And it is wajib to perform it with jama'ah for a person who is, has got no sharif reason not to be in the masjid. So in any case, dua between azan and iqama on the day of Jumu'ah, in the time between asr and maghrib, there's an accepted moment and a person who is engaged in dua in that moment which has been kept unknown it's an unknown moment of acceptance which comes wherever a person might be between asr and maghrib on the day of Jumu'ah and any dua asked in that moment will be granted now that's a time to now take advantage in the dead of night that's a very special time of dua we all have our issues, our problems, whatever else. Allah forbid we're looking for haram means to try and solve our problems. It's like trying to, somebody got some mud came onto his clothes, he's trying to wash it with urine. Trying to use some haram means to solve our problems is like trying to make our clothes pure and fat by washing it with urine. It will only increase the impurity. Using haram means to solve a problem will only increase the problem. So now we have to turn to Amal, turn to Allah wa Ta'ala, connect ourselves in reality with Tawbah, with Taqwa, with a lot of istighfar. And the most important thing in connecting ourselves, as we mentioned, Taqwa, giving up haram, giving up sins. In such a time when the Ummah, this is the crisis of the Ummah, but it didn't jolt us enough to give up all our haram activities, give up the illicit relationships, give up the looking at evil on our phones looking at all the filth and haram, it didn't jolt us from giving up the gambling dens, it didn't jolt us from stopping zina, from giving up all the other evils, then indeed this is a very serious matter, then it means the heart is dead. If this too hasn't jolted the person, and life just carries on, entertainment is still the priority of life, then the whole week is just to work for the weekend to have entertainment, then there's a very serious crisis within more serious than the crisis outside. That's the very serious matter that we have to then attend to. Allah forbid the last moment of life and the angel of death visits us in a moment when we are involved in the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. Our hearts are far away from Allah Ta'ala. This is the time to turn to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala has given us this opportunity. We still have life. The fact that we are here in the house of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala has brought us to give us this chance to connect to Him. Let us turn to Allah Ta'ala, conscientize ourselves, our families, everyone around us, 
that this is a time that we have to turn to Allah Ta'ala in all earnestness, big for ourselves and big for the Ummah of Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. May Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'awana alhamdulillahi rabbi.